Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Janetta Abney, and I am coming to you live on Facebook. I'm trying to get this light off my face, turn this thing off, as well as I am live at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Where today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday, many of you know, that is when we do the segment from the pulpit to the couch, where you will receive biblical teaching from someone in ministry, as well as myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed American family therapist. Now, today's topic is entitled, Realizing God's Plan for Your Life. Now, are you doing what God designed you to do? Do you believe that you were born to do great things? Now, we're in the month of December, and many of us can't wait till December is over with, as individuals will shortly be making their New Year's resolutions and talking about all the plans they got and what they plan on doing. And some of us are just really trying to still stay alive and dodge this COVID virus, or perhaps maybe thinking about starting a new career, birthing a business, because individuals are still unemployed, they're not working, and dealing with financial hardship. However, today's show is designed to discuss if you know the plans that God has for your life. You know, there's a thing we used to say that if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Because we go out, we do things, or we say we want to do things. Sometimes we procrastinate, we make excuses. We say, well, I'm saving up enough money. I'm trying. I want to start a business. I want to do these things. But how would you know if you're doing the right thing or where you're supposed to be? Are you following the commands that God has put into your heart or your dreams? If not, why? I want to talk about it. Now, we can all benefit from some encouragement because if someone would have told me, 30 years ago, you know, Jeanette, you're going to be a therapist. You're going to be doing, I mean, I know I'm not, I'm going to be an attorney. I'm going to retire as a judge. This was the furthest thing from my mind. However, I enjoy doing what I do because I had to realize, and I'm going to talk about some of the ways that you can identify if it's God plan or if it's something you're trying to do, because like they say, you cannot fit a circle into a square or a square into a circle. A lot of times people will say, well, I want to be a doctor, but I don't want to go to school. So it ain't going to go down like that. So we're going to be talking about that today. Now, information will also be provided regarding the best way to know God's plan for you, because many have to learn how to get out of God's way. A lot of times that is difficult because I tell individuals, I was working on my master's degree when one of my teachers asked me, Jeanette, what do you want to do once you get your degree? I said, well, too lazy to go to law school like I had already got accepted. I was like, so I guess I'll become a criminal psychologist. The woman told me, you're in the wrong program. You're in a marriage family therapist. I'm like, wait a minute. I've been married too many times to be talking to somebody about a marriage. But? That was not my plan. And I, again, enjoy doing what I do, even the couples and the families that I have the opportunity to work with. Hi, sister-in-law, ex-sister-in-law. How you doing, Carmel Stace? So if you want to call in and you want to talk about realizing God's plan for your life, give me a call at 516-387-1914. 
I'm waiting on First Lady Tammy Robinson to give me a call as she was up with me last night trying to get this topic together. So I want to get started with the show. And I have a question. When did you realize or did you ever feel that you was born to do great things? You know, I remember the question people used to ask a kid, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you want to do when you grow up? What kind of career do you want to have? And most of the time, the kid was only five years old. That kid didn't know what the heck that kid wanted to do. My son used to say he wanted to be a police officer, and I tease him, and I say, you want to be a police officer, now you're running from the cops. You know, so sometimes individuals will start seeing these things because they're telling people what they want to hear. And that's where it becomes real interesting because when we start talking about our purpose in life, you know, I had the book, or I still have the book by Rick Warren entitled um, Purpose Driven Life because a lot of times individuals feel that they can slip into depression, they can start having symptoms of anxiety, and sometimes they just want to give up. But are you following through in what your purpose is? in life, what it is you're supposed to be doing. And again, part of this comes from some people have gifts. Some individuals profit off their gifts. They believe that they were talented, but there's a difference between a God-given gift and a talent. Because as we practice things, we can become more talented. But if God has given us a gift, that's a gift from God. I tell individuals, I talked to somebody the other day, and I was talking about how I used to sing in a choir when I was a kid, and my sister said I messed up her whole career. I refused to own that one, so she's listening. But that was more of a talent because I cannot sing no more to save my life. But that's okay. But I get to talk, and I can talk, and I can break things up, and I can home. So I can make a song out of that. So when we start talking about these different things, part of it is recognizing, acknowledging, but still also being humble at the same time. Now, I'm going to go off of Facebook Live because I wanted to only go on the Facebook Live just to let the listeners know or the individuals out there know that if you are not available at 1130 to hear the show live, you can also click on the link that is attached to my postings and all the long words. You can click on the link at any time to listen to the shows or any prior episodes. You can also Google Jeanette Abney Podcast 2020, and it'll also give you the list of all the different podcasts that I have done along with others throughout the years that I've been doing this. So don't forget to click the subscribe button. If you have any topics that you want me to discuss, give me a call and let me know. Or even if you want to be a guest on the show, if you have a product that you're selling or you have a passion in regards to something that you're, you're passionate about something or you want to talk about it or something that's going on you want to bring to the attention of the masses, inbox me and let me know. Because the one thing I, I'm grateful for and that's how I realized it was God's plan for my life, is allowing me the ability to have this platform. A lot of times people think that people are not listening. But what I can say, and I've looked at the stats, is that individuals do listen to this show from that also reside in other countries. So you never know, meaning you will be heard. 
people do care. So let me click on the Facebook Live because I don't want to take up all the Facebook Live time. So again, if you want to call in, give me a call at 516-387-1914. And don't be shy. Be bold. Step out in faith. And also, like they say, what you do for God will last. Meaning, if you're doing something and it's your plan, and I've seen businesses open, and I've seen businesses have to close. And I stand by this because I tell individuals, I never said I want to be a business owner because I don't even like balance in my checkbook. But by the grace of God, I've been able to keep my doors open. I've been able to have individuals to offer job opportunities in addition to helping families and children heal, whether it's a mental health issue, whether it's a substance abuse issue, whether it's a relational issue whether it's dealing with one's self-esteem, even empowering and coaching individuals. And that was when I realized I must be doing God's plan for my life. Otherwise, Lord, I tell you, there is no way how I would realize or how I could have done this. I didn't do it by myself. Like the old saying goes, there's no INT. So I have some information that I have to get to on my old phone, so I got to go on Facebook Live. So again, I was sick. Three eight seven one nine one four. Thank you. So until Miss Lady T get here to help me with this subject matter, I'm going to provide you with some information that I gathered when we started talking about realizing God's plan for your life. Because a lot of times, like I said. We have our plans, we have our thoughts, we have what we wanted to, and all these different things. But sometimes, like before, it don't always have to turn out. And sometimes it can work for our good. But it's also, it's contingent upon how you view that. Now, looking, and I'm not only just trying to um, get some information in regards to following God's plan, part of it is, are you doing what you love? Do you find passion in doing what you're doing? Where do you believe that you were born to do this? You know, I look at my grandkids, and sometimes I tell people my son get on my last nerve. However, I'm grateful for my great my grandkids because they're talented, they're beautiful, they have big hearts. Sometimes they can be a giver, and other times they can be a taker when they want something. But it's interesting because I'm watching in them, I'm watching them grow, I'm watching them flourish, and I'm watching especially my oldest granddaughter find her passion in regards to what it is she want to do. Now, a lot of times as an individual, we start feeling dissatisfied we basically feel we're not doing something right. We become this, or we get discouraged, and we just want to give up. But we have to realize that if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. We are going to experience some hardships. We're going to be dealing with some troubled times, and everything that we may want to do may not be financially lucrative. I remember my daughter had a friend, and I'm very proud of her. Because 
she used to ask me, and we would talk when she was a kid, and I would tell her about being a lawyer and how lawyer makes a lot, my lawyer make a lot of money. She became an attorney. And she did it for the financial aspect of it because a lot of times individuals say, well, I want a job where I'm going to be rich. But what about a job where you can be wealthy? Or what about a job where you can basically help other individuals being able to feed their, feed their family? Meaning, what is your purpose? Now, you have a purpose because everyone has been called for a particular work and a desire for that work has to be put in their heart. And a lot of times people struggle with that. Each of us was born with a distinctive set of talent and gifts. And everyone has a specific design that no one else with a specific role to play and a unique contribution to make. But knowing your purpose and what you were meant to do helps you find sometimes a career path for that job and also even for a relationship. Now, it also basically, when we start talking about things of that nature, it's good when you understand or you have that relationship with your higher power because he can help guide you. Now, without really being conscious of it all, are we doing something we were born to do? We can't help but live our unique design, but the problem comes from not knowing what that is and trying to do it in the wrong places. You know, being in a job that is not aligned with who you are saps your energy because most likely you're at odds with something. It could be a boss. I was telling someone yesterday, we were talking on a show, and we were talking about a job, and he was talking about getting fired and talking about how many times they've been fired. I was like, Lord, I don't think nobody's been fired as many times as I have from a job. But it's funny to me because I didn't realize I wasn't born or it wasn't God's plan for me to be working on somebody's job. But I always have this thing where I feel that I have a lot of assets that I want to give and share with other companies or other organizations to help them in a lot of different ways. And it's not me going in there telling individuals how to run their business, but I also want to learn from them too how to also make my own business become more successful without not stealing people's clients or anything like that because that's not what I do. But if it's something that I have a passion for and I'm able to help with, I don't mind sharing it. Um, interesting, I would say, like, recently I had interviewed for a position, and it had to do with working with individuals that are perpetrators and perhaps victims of domestic violence. And when I was doing my interview and they asked me about my experience, I shared that I'm also the president of an organization which basically have knowledge in the field of domestic violence in regards to working with perpetrators. I've been doing so since 2005. I don't even think the woman wanted to talk to me anymore after she realized she was talking to a president of a coalition. But by that same token, I would have looked at it as if that would be an asset to my company, not as a threat. And sometimes that happens. But when we start talking about this energy, sometimes we waste energy in companies or, you know, we don't know what they stand for. We may disagree with some of their missions. And like I said, we can't go in there trying to tell people what to do, but you got to ask yourself, 
Am I supposed to be here? Am I happy where I'm at? Is this where God wants me to be? Or is this is where I want to be? Now, here's some questions in regards to I want you to think about not only just questions, but statements. How do you discover what you were born to do? Here's three ways or few some ways. Self-discovery. Sometimes you got to ask yourself some key, key questions like the ones listed below that I'm going to mention. And you got to write these things down. What do I love to do? What makes me feel most engenerized? What saps my energy? What experiences at work are most enjoyable, inspiring, motivating, or meaningful? What would I do if I didn't have to worry about money, bills, or survival? What would I do if I knew I could not fail? Because failure is something that individuals struggle with. Who do I know who is happy in his or her work that could be a role model? Am I self-directed in regards to studying? Those are just some of the things that we need to take into consideration, as well as guidance and support, meaning having an unbiased guidance and support can lead you through the process of discovering if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. When I was seeing it, it reminded me, and I got the book right in front of me. I'll never forget my granddaughter, when she was a baby, came to me and told me, Granny, read this to your client. And the book, basically, and I'm looking at it, I don't even know where the book came from. It was written by an individual by the name of Larry Wingett. And the book is entitled, Shut Up, Stop Whining, and Get a Life a kick-butt approach to a better life. Because if God is in it, he got you. You will not fail. And a lot of times individuals get so caught up, they want to complain, they want to whine, they want to, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. But if God meant for you to do it, you better listen. Because part of that is being obedient. And that's why I always say, I laugh when I want to go get a job, because I know that that was not God's plan for my life for me to go be working on somebody at somebody else's company, because otherwise it wouldn't have been so. And I don't want to say easy because I want to don't want to minimize it because it takes a lot to run a corporation and a company. But I do the best I can, and I also know when to go get some help. Now I'm looking at something, and this is also a study tool, and it's a Bible study tool from BibleStudyTool.com. And it talks about eight keys to knowing God's will for your life. And this was by um, a pastor, and he indicated that when he was young, he seemed to continually wrestle with knowing God's will for his life and wanted more than anything to follow his plan. But interestingly, now that he's older and still more mature, he still wrestled with doing his will in his life. And a lot of people do that. So I I don't want you to feel as if, you know, it's taboo. You know, sometimes I like the story of of Jonah in the belly of the whale. I was like, oh, he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. So that's how he wind up in that big old, in that belly, you know, the whale or the fish. Now, the one thing in the indication, I've come to learn that this is not just something that a young person does early in life. 
It is a lifelong pursuit in order to stay in the exact center of his plan and to trust in it because that becomes a big issue, meaning sometimes it's not written so clearly. We, we find ourselves in situations, and then we watch how it, it manifests itself, and we look back and we say, you know what? That had to be God. So then how can we know God's plan for our lives? Now, over the years, this is what this individual said, and he put it together, and he put it in together into eight vital keys to knowing God's will and plan for your life. And this is what he said. First, walk with God. For starters, if you're interested in knowing God's plan for your life, then you must walk with God. You need to develop a relationship with him. Now, when we start talking about this relationship, whether it's Christianity, whether it's Buddhism, whether it's being a Jehovah Witness, but Christianity is all about relationship rather than just religion. Because a lot of times individuals get so caught up in religion. And I want to say this, because when we start talking about plan and sometimes people get what's called the big head or their egos get the best of them, because if God is not in it, it ain't going to turn out the way you may think it's going to turn out. And if it do, you lose, people can lose themselves in it. But when you have that relationship with God, with your higher power, you're going to do your best to stay humble, to stay balanced, and to stay true. So you must cultivate your relationship. You must seek to know him and not just seek to know about him. You will cultivate that relationship best by spending time in his word, taking time for prayer, and taking every opportunity you can to be involved in some type of church, fellowship, small group, Bible study opportunity. And when you seek these disciplines in your life, God will begin to reveal his plans to you. And that is powerful because that's where you start seeing it manifest itself. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So if you do that, he's going to let you know if you're doing the right thing or not, and even the people that come into your life. Because a lot of times when we're talking about God's plan for your life, sometimes we have our own plans. We have our own hidden agenda. We be on our own mission. We do have to take into account some things, but we do have to learn again and trust God. Two, surrender your will to God. Many times we say we're seeking God's will, but what we are really wanting to say is, God, um, okay, here it is. I'm planning to do. This is what I want to do. Now I need you. I need your help. And we go to God because we're looking for confirmation or we want his permission to do things. And sometimes because we do have free will, sometimes God will, will fall right on our face or things will happen. But before God will begin to reveal his will to you, you must be committed to doing whatever it is that he desires for you to do. God will likely be slow to show you his plan. If he knows, you will likely not do that plan anyway. 
You know, many individuals that know me personally know what I went through in Orange County with the Center for the Treatment of Addiction. You know, I'll never forget my mother telling me, I was like, why are these people doing this to me? Why is this happening to me? And I've even wrote in chapters and co-authored books with Talisha Beery in regards to the making of a successful businesswoman. And then there was a, another book that I also um, co-authored with her in regards to um, with Courageous Woman so magazine. So if you were to Google my name, you'll see some of these things that we talked about that I mentioned in my chapter along with other women and men that have put together um, in the book. But when the thing is, if God would have told me, Jeanette, or if I would have known, Jeanette, I was going to go through the fire and I was going to deal with all of this stuff, whether it was conditional use permits or taking away 13 contracts and shutting down businesses and having to move three times in one year, I'd be like, Lord, uh-uh, I don't want to do this. These people are going to get on my nerves. But I had to go through it. And now I'm in a position to where I'm able to help other individuals as a consultant I'm able to talk to other people to encourage them. I'm able to let people know if it's God's plan, don't give up, wait it out. Because a lot of times we become too impatient. We want immediate gratification. But I'll never forget one of my co-therapists, Dr. Lisa Romain, she used to tell me, God can trust you. And I used to be like, what that mean? He can trust me. I don't want to do all of this. These people getting on my nerves. But the trust. And it can be revealed. Now, in Romans 12, 1 through 2, it indicates, Beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, when I, and I mean, I'm not just trying to make it about myself because I do want other people to call in, but when I go back and I think about some of the clients and some of the things that have been said to me and watching how lives have changed and transformed, I'm like, okay, God, this was all for you, you know, and especially working in the field of drug and alcohol, knowing that I wasn't, I never, I don't use drugs and don't even drink. You know, and I'm like, how many people going to listen to me and want to change their life around? But I used to say to them, when they would tell me, well, I don't know anybody that don't get high, or, you know, they would talk to me about their habits, I would tell them I don't. And I was a living witness. I was able to present to them myself, and I was true, I was real, and I was authentic, and I remember people saying, Jeanette, you give us hope. Jeanette, you let us know that it's possible. And that could have been part of God's plan because I did not orchestrate that. Now, Jesus was willing to die for us. So shouldn't we be willing to live for him? When we surrender to him, that is when he really begins to direct our steps. Now, the third thing that they talk about in this is obey what you already know to be God's will. Meaning a lot of times when we're trying to do things and we come up with our plan, we want to do it our way. You know, we don't want to listen to nobody. We want shortcuts. We want to, you know, like I said, we're looking for the immediate gratification. But some things we know we just be doing, it just be dead wrong. You know you ain't got no business doing that. 
So you have to obey what you already know to be God's will. And many individuals seem to want to know what God's plan is for their lives, but they overlook the fact that 98% of his will is already ready, delineated carefully through his word. God is very clear about many and many aspects of his will. For instance, it is clear that his plan is certain things we're not supposed to do, and we still fall into that trap. I remember, and I don't know if Michael Johnson's going to call, I remember going to his mother's birthday party, and a guy was telling me about Psalms 37, about the righteous not being forsaken, because I was wondering, why are they doing this? Why is this happening? Why is it? But when I look at the fact that the righteous not, will not be forsaken or see biggest bread, I stood on that um, that that word, and I watch it now as I look at my life. I see it, you know. So another thing is when we're talking about this is if we do not obey the things that God has shown us clearly to be His will, why would we think He would reveal any further information regarding His plan for our lives? Obedience is a very important first step. Got to be obedient. Another thing is seek godly input. A lot of times we go to people, if you want to know about a business, don't go to somebody who don't have one. If you want to get your hair done, don't go to somebody who you know is bald and ain't got no hair. They can't tell you what to do with yours. So we have to seek godly input because one key component to finding God's will is to seek the input of godly advisors in your life. If you don't currently have three to four godly mentors, then I would highly recommend that you seek them out right away. You know, I was telling the person today, that's why I like talking to my seniors. That's why I like talking to older people. Now, I'm not saying that, um, you know, sometimes, like they say, out of the mouth of babes, because I, my daughter gave me a lot of good information about certain things, and then sometimes I don't want to hear her, I don't want to listen, you know, because we're like, you can't tell me what to do, I'm grown. But by that same token, you can listen and the confirmation will come if it's right. Think of it this way. You should understand that you are basically a composite of five people you spend most of your time with. So then it is vital for you to choose these five people well. And when, oh, I just got an alert. New public health stay-at-home orders in your area. COVID-19 is spreading rapidly. Stay home except for essential activity. Wear a mask. Keep your distance. Visit COVID19California.com. Wow, they putting it on your cell phone now, letting you know, keep your butt at home. And I mean, you know what? And even when we talk about God's plan for your life, I find that part to be interesting, too, because I was one. I was hard-headed all my life, basically. But people used to tell me, Jeanette, I don't know what you're going to do if you slow down. My sisters used to say, Jeanette, if you slow down, you're going to die. You so used to going and being on the highway and running up and down the road. And I was, I'm not going to lie, I was working out of five different offices, working seven days a week. But now, not no more. I leave my house maybe two days, sometimes even no days. So, and to get alerts on your cell phone, God knows most people got these phones right in their face or next to them, and you go pay attention to that phone. So, a lot of times we don't want to listen to the news, but when we talk about COVID, you know what? It goes back to one of my um, ex-mother-in-law. She used to always talk about Second Corinthians 
if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. That is also part of God's plan. He's going to get our attention. Like he just got my attention just by putting something on my phone. Now, I'm going to go back to the topic and what we were talking about in regards to, like I said, um, not only knowing the special life, but surrounding yourself with good people. You got to know when you got your Jonah or your Judas or when a person is not for you, but it's against you. You got to recognize strife. You got to know when someone, you know, everybody is not going to be for you, but sometimes they'll be close to you because they may want what you have. It's like the old saying goes, they may want your, um, they may want what they see, but they don't understand what it took for you to get to where you're at. It's like the old saying goes, you see the glory, but you don't know the testimony that came along with it. Now, in Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counsels, there is safety, meaning people some individuals, God will send people into your life, and he will send them into your life for a reason and a season. But these individuals, when they come into your life, some of these people can have your back. Got to pay attention. Pay attention to who and what is around you. And I've learned that the hard way to surround myself with godly people. And when people leave my life, I don't make them stay because I know that God will never leave me nor forsaken me. He will send me a comforter. Somebody else will come along. Now, when we start talking about that, even with the multitude of counselors and their safety, the church is designed to help individuals greatly with this. And they encourage individuals that to connect with individuals, because that's where fellowship is good. But you also got to remember God's will. The fifth thing that they talk about is pay attention to how God has wired you, because we are all wonderfully and uniquely made. God has created you to fulfill a specific role in this world. There is no one else who can achieve completely what God has purposely created for you to do. I tell individuals, when you see someone and you jealous of what they got or you mad because what they got, what God made for them or half of them is for them. You can't steal nobody's blessings because it won't last. A couple of weeks ago, my daughter and I was watching a movie. It was some jingle something. It was like a Christmas movie. And Forrest Whitaker played in it, and he had to believe. But the thing is, he had an intern, and that young intern stole one of his toys. And he was about ready to give up on being a toy maker. But this guy had won all of these awards. and He won it off of somebody else's design. But at the end of the movie, that man wind up going to jail. That man wind up getting exposed because it wasn't his, and he stole it. So that wasn't what God had planned for his life. Now, the Apostle Peter gives us this admiration when he talks about in 1 Peter 4.10, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God, God has gifted every one of us to perform a specific, a special mission for which we alone were created. How amazing is that? You know, I tell individuals, even with radio, I don't be prepared to do these shows. I just get on radio and I just talk. You know, I people, I don't put all my faith in individuals because sometimes people will say, oh, Jeanette, I'm going to call in or all oh, that, and I don't even hear from them. But you know what? I don't let it bother me because 
eight. With God's plan, whatever it is to be said, God's going to give me the strength, the discernment, and everything that I need in order to make sure his will be done. So another thing is listen to God's spirit. Now, individuals can experience a major turning point in their prayer life when they simply learn sometimes to shut up while they're praying. That may sound odd and it may seem odd, but when you talking and when you praying to God, God is going to open up and God, because God is amazing and God is awesome, very awesome. But we have to listen. We have to listen and we have to pray. Now, these are some of the things that when we're talking about um, some things as we pray, you got to write things down too. You know, always say pen to paper. Write it down, make it plain, make it simple. Now, we're talking about even with his will, they're talking about what is the next step in my career? You know, I am working on that now. This person just keep on calling me, texting me, and let me tell them I am live on the radio and will call you back. That after I am done, you are calling the right number. You know, it's interesting that people just won't give up. And I'm trying to text. Okay. All right. So, talking about in regards to mentioning what I was talking about before, I apologize for the distraction, but this individual was not going to let me just. Keep on, keep on, keep on. So apparently they want to talk to me. Okay, so I was talking about um, trying to figure out what the next step is. A lot of us are trying to figure out, especially individuals that are around my age, we're like at that stage where it's like, okay, are we about ready to retire? What do we want to do in the next chapter of our lives? Even if, if, even if we went into the military, you know, people that pretty much have done their 20, 30 years in the military, it's like, okay, now what am I going to do? So what is that going to look like? What is my next step? Is it going to be in ministry? Is it going to be in being a servant? Where am I going to, you know, be in the church? What is my next step for my family? That's another thing. We talk about our family. People's parents are transitioning. Kids are growing up. My grandkids is about to go to college. I'm like, wow. I remember when it was time for my daughter to go to college. Now my first grandchild? So when we start talking about what is my next step for my family, what is my next step for my marriage or my relationship, what is the next step for my education, is it too late for me to go back to school, do I want to go to school, do I want to start a new career or open up a new business, or what is the next step for my finances? During prayer time, you have to meditate on the questions that you are asking God. And often God will start flooding your heart with ideas and information regarding one or more of those questions. Write it down as fast as you can, speak to your heart, and then that's when you start getting confirmation because through his spirit is guiding your thoughts and words. And that will give you clarity. Because in John 
1027, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, that right there is powerful because sometimes we don't know if we listen to God's voice, the devil's voice, our husband's voice, what our mama said voice. We get so many voices going on in our head that we don't know which way to go. But we also then have to listen to our heart. Because in addition to listening to the spirit, they also recommend listening to your heart to understand where the point is, they use the following passage in Psalms 37, 4 through 5. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You know, that is a powerful scripture because I'll use myself as an example. Being a businesswoman. I've been the owner of the Center for the Treatment of Addiction for almost 16 years. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to pass the torch, do something else. You know, I have nieces and nephews and grandkids, and they may want to do something, and I'm not ready to go sit my butt down because I'm getting used to it now because but I have, and God has embedded in me so much wisdom, knowledge, discernment, and understanding to even putting this show out here today. It can be heard by my grandkids and great-grandkids and great-great-grandkids the way modern technology is going. To where if they want to, if YouTube is still around or whatever it is, they can go back into the archives and say, you know what, this is my grandmother. This is what my grandmother did. Or this is what my mother did, my auntie did. So you can always leave your mark in regards to that. So we got to be mindful of that. And Take a look at your circumstances. God often clearly demonstrates his plan for our lives by lining up circumstances in obvious ways. And he also shows us that his will is not for us to do in the same way. It is not his will for us to take that job that is not offered to you. (laughs) And I got to laugh about that one because my daughter called me a coward. Because there was a position I kept saying, I'll go back to work. I'll go get me a job. But why would I go get a job when I got two companies? That don't even make no sense. But I wanted a job. So then when I looked at the pay, I was like, uh, this is going backwards. You know? But the thing is, if it's not as willful to take it, it's to offer you. And, again, if you are a certain height, a certain weight, it is not likely that God has created you to play play professional football or things of that nature. So sometimes we can overcome some challenges, but we also got to seek God. We got to seek God because over the years, many have discovered that God is pretty good at opening and closing doors. And a lot of times that's where many believers get stuck is when those doors are being closed or relationships are ending and you don't want to give up the relationship or you don't want that person to leave you, you know, and they can leave you either through death. They can leave you through divorce. They can leave you through betrayal. They can leave you through a lot of different ways, but a lot of times we're trying to hold on, but you know what? But it's like the old saying go. If that person 
is removed from your life, God may have something bigger and better for you. And I know that to be true. That I can also stand on. So when we start thinking about that, go to Acts 16, 6 through 10. And a lot of times individuals, they get stuck in their black book. But the book Bible is a book of parables. It's a book of stories. It's a book of, no. These things have happened to individuals. And I remember, and my mother said to me one time, when God takes somebody out of your life, don't go bring them back. Because a lot of times we get used to them. We want them around. We, but why did you leave me? Or why did you? No, no. That person was taken out of your life for a reason. And you got to trust that God got something bigger and better waiting on you. Now, I found some other information. I don't know where Lady T is because right now we only got like 15 minutes left on the show. But when we start trying to find out and we realize that it's God's plan for our life, I found some information, and it's coming from an online Capo Bells Bills. It talks about five ways to follow God's plan. Because a lot of times we get to the point to where we be like, Lord, I don't want to do this. I don't think that I want to, um, you know, this this ain't, no, Lord, this ain't for me. You know, like I said, we got out, when I'm thinking this, I'm thinking of Busby Bowles that was a football, the basketball player that was short. People were saying he was too short to play basketball, but he was an awesome basketball player. You know, so sometimes we may have the desires of our heart to do something and we'd be like, when people say, well, you're too short or you're too tall or, you know, this is not for you. Like, was um, there's a lady on my LinkedIn, she also has lupus. And I was looking at her skin, and I remember telling my doctor that if my legs, if my face started looking like my legs, we're going to have a problem. Now I'm looking at how this lupus is spreading all over my body. I'm like, but I don't take medicine. I'm not sick. I'm not, you know, but it's God's way of letting me know, hey, you've been dealing with this, so now you got to deal with other challenges. But by that same token, we have to learn to follow God's plan. And I said it earlier, be in prayer, be actively reading the word, follow the commandments he puts on our heart, seek godly community, obey the truth. And that is powerful because when we start talking about obeying the truth, know what is written in the Bible and Follow the ways he called you to live. Live by the commandments and intentionally be an example of what Christ's followers should be. An example. Because a lot of times we'll say, well, I'm human. You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm -mm. One of the things that I could truly say, even as a therapist, is that I set examples for my clients. And when they, if they call me on something, I'm okay with it. I don't put myself on a pedestal, but you do have to be and set an example because that's what God intended for you to do. You have to let your light shine. Now, if you want to call in on the show and want to share how you realized it, how it came to play that, you know what, this is not, I didn't do this. This was all God's plan. God did this. I want to hear your story. I want to hear how you figured that out. Because, like I said, it took me a minute 
I ain't gonna lie to me a minute because I would be like, Lord, how am I gonna pay the bills on these buildings? How am I gonna? And I got to the point now, I don't even worry about it no more. I got to the point, I just let it do what it do because I know God got me. Because, like I said, when I go back to Psalm 37, when it says the righteous will not be forsaken, nor his seed beg his bread, I'm not gonna be forsaken, nor am I gonna be begging nobody for nothing. So, when I found that to be true, and I know, and like I said, I can tell you that in February, it would be actually 16 years, which is was already 16 years because I started with the company in 2015. And so um, I'm like, wow, it got to be God. Can't be nobody but God. Now, when we start talking about trying to figure it out, there's an old saying go, while you're trying to figure it out, God already worked it out. A lot of times when we start talking about ways to realize it or figure out God's plan for our life, individuals become anxious or they become depressed or they get worried. Now, one of the things that I'm looking at is coming from Benefit.com, and it indicates, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, and that is in Jeremiah 29:11. And one of the things, and I'm talking about standing on this word, but as we age and as we get older, we begin to have more and more individuals ask us questions like, what you want to do? What you going to do now? What are your goals? And those questions can create a great deal of anxiety. Like I said, individuals have anxiety now as we're in the month of December. 2021 coming up. 2020 went by fast, thank God. But from March until now, many individuals didn't make it. Many individuals are struggling financially. Many individuals are having mental health issues. Many individuals are dealing with relational issues. Many individuals are dealing with financial issues. I was watching a lady on the news in regards to them uplifting the monitorium in regards to um, housing. People are going to be looking at foreclosures, you know. But if you have a house and you can take people in, take them in. You know, don't be so selfish and so self-centered because there are people out there that are, are going to need some help. And that is the godly thing to do. And a lot of times we get scared. But sometimes, like I said, God want to know, can he trust you? Because your stuff can be taken just like everybody else's stuff can too. Now, how do you go about discovering God's plans for your life? And I gave you some keys, but here's some other information that are vital keys to help you discover his will. By connecting with God trusting him completely, surrendering yourself to him, he will begin to reveal the path he has for you. Sometimes it is just as simple as ask him. I just ask him. Do you want wisdom for what God has planned in your life? James 1.5 says to ask him. If you believe in his power to give you guidance, he will. Most of us have a tendency to try and figure things out on our own. However, God is trying to tell you that he is with you and he wants to help guide you. I'm like, wow, keep it simple. Just ask. You want to know something? Just ask. 
Instead, ask him for his help, and he will provide you with guidance. God knows your heart, but asking him point blank will aid in starting the process. Just go to him and ask. Also, listen for cues. God works in mysterious ways. And I always used to hear that as a child. And I was wondering how, like, my mother would know I did something. I had nothing business doing or whatever the case may be. But God do work in mysterious ways. He won't always scream the answer out loud for you to hear and stay it. You have to actively listen for him. Watch out for signs and look for cues. Continue to study and pray, keeping an eye open for any insight from God's word and the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we got to stay quiet and meditate on him. It looked like Lady Tina called in. Lady T. Really, I know. Lady T. I'm so sorry. No, I got <laughs> called up on a I got caught up on a business call and I got caught up. No problem. Explaining Lady some T. things. I was like, no Oh problem. my God And I was I was just talking. I said, Yeah, we talked about that. I said, Yeah, I was talking to Janine and I was like, Janine, I got a call. <laughs> talking about more of the um, trying some ways to figure out God's plan for your life. Because a lot of times we try to do what we want to do. And I was talking about you can ask God, you can listen for cues, but you also got to be patient. Just like you talking about a business thing that you was working on. A lot of times we lack patience. We want things to yes. happen quickly. We want it now. Right. But this ain't no Burger King where you could just have it your way. And this might be the hardest part for anyone who is worried about their future. Being patient isn't mm-hmm. easy. Sometimes God will give you more than one good choice for your future. You know, Tammy, ever since you've known me, pretty much I've been talking about moving to Riverside County. I was about a house at Menifee. Yeah. Girl, that's yeah. been the hardest thing I've had to do was be patient. I, I, I was, I, I'm just like, but that's so not me. But that's why mm-hmm. I've been obedient and I've been honoring God's mm-hmm. plan. Now, last night, because Keith keeps trying to get me to come to Mississippi, I'm like, oh, Mississippi. I was on, I was on, um, um, Zello looking at houses in Mississippi, even though he already has a house. But I'm like, uh, if I'm going to Mississippi, I got to buy another house out there. I can't just go and not feel like, right. uh-uh. you know, I'm not, I need some mm-hmm. back property. I need some something, you know, to where I'm just going to just say, okay, I'm just going to up and go. But I was patient. Mm-hmm. I was patient. Now, let's talk a little bit about the patience because a lot of times, Realizing God's plan for your life, it don't always happen overnight. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, it it don't happen overnight because we can have dreams from high school and be in our 50s now and it still hasn't happened, you know, because we do. Like you said, some of us get impatient, but you have to be patient because it's going to happen. And like this, um, like you said, the business I want to do, like it's like I've been putting it together God's been giving it to me little by little. And every time he give it to me, I'm like, oh, my God, and I write it down. 
an outlet, you know, my sister or, or somebody look at me and be like, oh, my God, Tammy, that is so awesome. But it's, he gives it to me in bits and pieces, in spurts, because it's mm-hmm. not time for me to execute it. And when it's, But I know it's my purpose and what he called me for because he keeps giving it to me when I'm asleep in dreams and mm-hmm. I'm scribbling and writing it down and waking me up in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know. So I know it's from him and I know it's God. And you know the plan he has for your life when everything falls into place. And it, it mm-hmm. don't have to always fall into place, like, right after each other. You can, he can give you one idea, and then you might not get another idea for years. That's because true. he's not ready for you to fully walk in it yet, but he's giving it to you, and he's waiting for you to mature in certain areas. So when you do execute the plan he has for you, there won't be no setbacks. You're right. So, and you know, because and he's, he's not going to push you out there. Even when, like I said, because I've been in California all my life. I've never lived outside of California. And it was crazy because I got to respond back to this woman today. And she just got, she was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And she just got her own studio in Georgia. Mississippi is not far from Georgia. So even if I go to Mississippi, I'm a hop, skip, and jump away from Georgia. And she sent me a Uh text. I got to respond back to her today. And Mm -hmm. she told me, good morning. This is a group post. Our main event, December the 28th, 29th, I definitely want to bring you on to do some things that we can do one-on-one interview next week, Thursday, so I can put, and I'll have Don put the pieces together to promote. I need to know what is best time for you to set up the network stuff. So God is yeah. opening up so many doors, even with me, even in, with television, with radio, with you know, mm-hmm. and, and I gotta, I gotta trust God. I gotta listen and be yeah. obedient. So I'm gonna tell her back yeah. because she, uh, I mean, I'm gonna text her back because she's trying to do this network thing, which she already got her network. But I'm gonna tell her Monday, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, okay, is this God's plan? Even putting these topics out. Even um, yesterday when we had a guy on the radio and we were talking about the topic, he was like, you know, Internet, basically you really helped me. So you just never mm-hmm. know because it's not about you. It's what God has. His, his will will be done, whether you realize That's it or not. Right. And another That's thing right. we but have to, mm-hmm. What well, you going to say is a lot of, I was going to say that, Another a big problem too when we're um, carrying out God's plan for our life is we we talk about it too much and we allow people to talk us out of it. Yeah, big time. But that's why you gotta follow and, God, not follow right. Me. You gotta right. surround yourself right. with like-minded people, but you gotta always remember everybody is not on your team. Some people can that's try to right. steal your blueprint, but it doesn't mean that it's gonna that, work for them. Yes. They'll try it yeah. and they'll fail at it where it was right. what God has for you is for you, even if it's with a man or a relationship. That's right. Somebody think they just took right. your stuff. Girl, you ain't took nothing from me because what God has for me right. is right. for me. So, and we and have to follow God. Word. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I've been dealing with the past year. That's why I said what's for me is for me. And can't nobody have it. Can't nobody walk in my shoes. Not now, not ever. Girl. And so we also have to follow him, follow God. If you're interested in knowing what God has in store for you, 
then you first must follow her. You know, you can't be a, a, a sometime of, God, I need you when I need you. But, okay, God, I don't need you no more. Now I got this. You know, yeah. and surrender your will. A lot of times it's surrendering your will because, Tammy, you know, that's the hardest part for me because I'm sitting up here and you know how much I was working. I would go to work, go to church, leave church, go to work. And I'm running up and down this right. highway and by the way, I'm not doing that no more. I don't okay. do it anymore. So, but so many opportunities have been coming my way in speaking and teaching and seeing, uh, girl, I'm just like, God, your will be done. I got to learn to trust God and um, yeah. just continue to do what God has for me to do. Now, right. I know we're running out of time, but what else do you want to share with the listeners? I know last, yesterday, girl, we went over a whole 30 minutes would realize this. But I'm going to ask you the question. Because you being a first lady, being in ministry, and even starting up a church, mm-hmm. what do you want the listeners to know in regards when you realize this is God's plan, not yours? Well, just not to give up on things with strange. Don't think that it's um, God, that it's not his plan that he has for you. Don't think that, you know. Just keep going, moving forward, because the enemy will try to throw things in the way to try to deter you. But you got to look over that, and you got to keep going. You got to keep moving, and God is going to keep blessing. Just don't give up on the plan He has for you. Mm-hmm. Girl, uh-uh, no. That song. Um, sometimes you got to also encourage yourself. And see, a yeah. lot of times, and this is where I. I ain't gonna say I really got in trouble, but I learned quick. Your family and your best friends ain't gonna always be the one to be there for you. Because they'll throw a monkey wrench in your plan because they wonder why it didn't happen for them. Or why mm-hmm. it's not going that way for them. You know, why I'm not happy, why I'm not this, why didn't God open up the door for me? Why didn't I get to right. be in whether whether it wasn't for you? God has a right. plan too if you just listen but sometimes right. we can be so bitter and we can be so broken we can miss mm-hmm. it we can delay mm-hmm. it because God can't trust you with that right now you know right. I tell them right. even as a therapist I'm well rounded in a lot of different areas based on my experience but I don't make people's life journey my life journey because we're different people but I can connect mm-hmm individuals from all walks of life because of the journey that God put me through at such a young age. But it wasn't bad. Like I tell people, I own a rehab. I ain't never been on drugs. You know, I ain't never right. been to the point where all these things have happened to me. But I can connect with individuals from all walks of life because I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. But you right. gotta realize, you gotta recognize, you gotta acknowledge, and you gotta learn to not take things for granted. Girl, a lot of times right. things and people get taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Even right. even open up churches. You know, Tammy, sometimes people open up churches for the wrong reason. And I don't know why this young man's yeah. face is in my spirit. But I remember when you were sharing how you know, not sharing, but when um some people some people will prophesy things, and right. people get the big head. Yeah. Do you know? I don't even think that guy ever had a funeral. You know, I never heard nothing about his funeral. And you know what I'm talking oh about? Oh my God! Yes. 
what did he ever do you know if he had a funeral? No, I don't know anything. It was like it just disappeared. You here today, gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Right. Because your heart, you wasn't doing it for the right reason. You somebody prophesied that you go open up a church, you go do and it didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if you are getting distracted, if you've got the mm-hmm. big head, go back mm-hmm. to God and say, I'm sorry. Help me. That's right. Strengthen me. Encourage me. It's not too late. Because sometimes people get a little bit and they go, they just lose their mind. I, I used to right. say, even growing up in Compton, people would leave the ghetto, go out there, mm-hmm. got a little money because they're an athlete or, you know, a ball or whatever, and then they don't know how to keep it. They get it but can't keep it right. and they wind up back in the hood feeling sorry for themselves. God can't right. trust that. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. Right. Because God can give it and God can take it away. So we have to be mindful of that. So what else do you want the listeners to know, Lady T, to realize God's time Uh, in your life? Well, nothing. Just um, know that that it's God's plan when you start doing stuff and going out there. Know you got to recognize when it is his plan or when it's the plan of somebody else. Of man or the enemy, mm-hmm. you got to recognize the difference because if you don't, you will mess it up. Mm-hmm. Are you wise? But you know what I'm thinking about? It's like a, there's a lot of beautiful women out there, and sometimes people will say, "Oh, you know, you're so pretty. Oh, you should be a model. Oh, you show." But then they they prey on them. You know, because a lot mm-hmm. of times people tell you what your plan should be, and you mess around and you go places thinking you're going to be somebody's model, and they trying to human sex traffic you, then drugs you up. Mm-hmm. God ain't got nothing to do with that, you know. Nope. So sure. we need to pray on it. So before you make a final decision, take it to the Lord in prayer. In prayer. Pray mm-hmm. on it. You yes. know, don't go to somebody sure and say, yeah, don't go to somebody and say, you know what, somebody just gave me a million dollars and told me that, oh, girl, you remember I'm trying to give you a million dollars. But take it to the Lord in prayer. So, Lady T, I want to thank you for joining me today. I know i got to get ready for my next therapy session. And um, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. On Monday, I will be talking about professional burnout. You know, there's okay. a lot of individuals that are in certain occupations where they're stressed, they're overwhelmed, they're trying to balance mm-hmm. work, family, and their career. And, you know, and sometimes everything don't want just going to church or just going to talk to a therapist. There are some life coaches out there. So I'm going to have a gentleman mm-hmm. that's going to be on the air, and he works with professionals in regards mm-hmm. to helping them to balance their life as a okay, coach. thank you. It was interesting because he contacted me and wanted to me to be a client. I was like, uh, I do this already, so I think I'm good. But I offered him the opportunity to come on the air and share what he do. And he's going to be giving okay. some information and simple steps of how individuals can balance their work, life, and career. Because that can be a challenge for some people, too, is to find oh, that okay. balance. So 
Join us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio on Monday at 12 p.m. And until then, okay. remember, you got this. Thank you, Lady T. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.